Welcome, everyone, to the Game Vault Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight, we'll be discussing the latest Sony rumors, games that put us in a spring mood, and we'll be reviewing our retro roulette game, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX for the Nintendo Game Boy. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Mark, let's start with you. All right, so uh, I actually got back into a game that um, may or may not have been the number one game of 2020. Um, I, I got to beat up my father a lot. Um, so <laughs> for those of you that don't know, um, I've gotten back into Hades. Um, God, that game is so good. Uh, so basically, I have gotten to the point, and it's probably because it, at this point I have beaten the game, not beaten the whole game, you know, there's, it's going to take me a while before I get the true ending. Um, but I got the, you know, the 10 clears and all that, you know, I think it's spoilers are over that I can say that 10 clears is the real ending in that game. Um, so I turned on God mode, you know, uh, so now I just can clear it with ease at this point. Um, so it's fun. And basically I just go through and, um, just cleaning up some stuff, you know, getting, uh, you know, all the all the boons from each one, giving them all their stuff to up our relationship, um, finding out that um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Artemis gets white girl wasted, um, <laughs> which is fun um, after you give her. I think it's I think it's either Ambrosia or the Nectar. I forget which one she comes back and talks about uh, having a party with with some of the girls up there. And uh, so it's pretty funny. The writing is still top notch. Um, so I'm up to almost 20 clears, maybe more. Nice. Um, on that, it's probably more than 20 at this point. Um, I'm up to heat level nine. I've cleared it with of 20, I believe, or 30. Um, but I'm probably never going to get up to 30 because that means turning everything on to maximum. And I'm not that good (laughs) at the game. Um, so I think, I think my goal is really to get... Well, to get all the boons, you know, and to level up everything to get the true, true ending is probably where I'm going with that. But, yeah, it's like I was almost late to a couple streams because I had gotten up to Hades. And then you guys were like, hey, we're about to jump on Apex. Well, I'm like, I'll be, I'll be right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's still I'm finding some good combinations I like and stuff like that. But, yeah, so that that and I just got it for Switch so that I can play it on the go. Um, so that, uh, that's the main thing I've been playing. Um, I, uh, besides playing Apex and, um, you know, all the, all the stuff with you guys, um, played some, uh, Super Mario 3D World. Um, I'm on World 6, uh, which is great for me by myself playing a Mario game. Um, nice. but still trying to 100% it, um, all the way through, but, now getting to the point where let me just get to the end um, and then go back because some of them are becoming impossible um, or I may need two players to actually do it because uh, some of the stars are hidden behind. You have to be certain characters for the level. So I got to go through the levels two times anyway, mm-hmm. because I don't know which character is which um, I played the last three and a half worlds as Peach um, mm-hmm. because that floaty jump is amazing for someone like me <laughs> um, to get my bearings if I mistime something. Um, would love to play it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'd love to play it as a group with people. Um, it'd be fun, but um, yeah, that's about it. Just uh, 
um, waiting on the big news, which I'll, I'll let Tom reveal, and uh, <laughs> uh, checking out some some big games on there once once we get it. Um, yeah, and uh, I bought I bought a new monitor. That's about the only other new thing mm-hmm. uh, because my old one literally died. Um, the power was still on; it was still reading as connected, but there was nothing on the display. And if I turned it off and turned it back on, the display would come on and then disappear. So I was pretty sure it's the monitor. Went out, bought a new monitor, hooked it up with the same wires. It works perfect. So mm-hmm. definitely the monitor. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think the most I'll play with that, like Tom was saying, it's only, it's only 60, you know, hertz, you know, refresh rate and all that. Um, the most I would play directly on that screen might be like something like Civilization, you know, so I don't really need 120 mm-hmm. um, to play that. Uh so um looking forward to being able to play those games that I need mouse and keyboard for um and instead of setting up some uh like TV dinner tray table in front of the big TV <laughs> to be able to do the, or playing it from an angle um so yeah yeah that's that's about all I have um I think I'm probably going to play Outriders next week because I or whenever that comes out because that's on Game Pass so definitely going to check that out so and then, you know, just basically looking through and counting down the days to, uh, you know, June um, for reasons. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't think I've played any sports games, really. Haven't haven't played any more tennis. Um, so, yeah. Sounds good. All right, Jen, how about you? Um, I've been playing most of the same games that I usually talk about. Um, Dead by Daylight. A little bit less than usual. Uh, uh oh, is there yeah. trouble in paradise? <laughs> Still trouble in paradise. It there's another ranking system bug where sometimes you don't pip correctly, and even if you get a, enough points in game, it still gives you a negative one, so you depip. I'm just like getting really tired of that kind of stuff. I put way too much time into the game to be dealing with it. And the last time that I played, I was playing with randoms, which is usually not the best idea anyway. And there was just it was just so many games of just not fun game time for me. And that's the most important thing to me. If you're going to play a game, you should be having fun while you do it in some capacity. So I just wasn't enjoying it last time. So it's kind of it's kind of sad, but um, I'm not quitting it completely. I'm just I'm waiting for the new killer to come out. The The next chapter, I believe, is launching next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the first week of April. So hopefully that'll rekindle my interest in it. Um, but I'm just not playing it as much. I've been playing a lot of Phasmo. Um, and that's actually kind of the polar opposite of Dead by Daylight. The developer is constantly making updates and changes and bug fixes and adding new content. And it's mainly obviously because it's still an early release. So he's trying to improve it as much as possible. And he, he's great. He, he's, it's only one developer, by the way. Um, it's amazing. He, yeah, he's crazy. And I think he's in his mid early to mid 20s. Um, but he is he's taking everyone's feedback. He has a ton of um, streamers that he works closely with content creators. And he's just constantly trying to improve the game. And I know at first glance, it seems like a really simple and borderline for some people, maybe boring game. But there's so much to it and strategy. And they just came out with all these really difficult objectives. Um, it's just it's exciting to play a game that's that's super new and it's, it's always changing and it's changing for the better in my opinion. So I've been having a lot of fun with phasmophobia. 
Um, so I'd say that's probably what I've been playing the most, which doesn't surprise anybody, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously with you guys, I've been playing Apex, so no more Warzone. Now I can say I have not played Warzone since the last Warzone Wednesday. Um, I haven't either. Yeah. You're so, not alone. Yeah. Apex has been fun, though. Um, I really like Loba. For everyone out there who's an Apex fan, Loba is bae. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've been playing a little bit of ESO on and off. Not enough to really brag about. Um, I just attended my cousin Haybex's uh, wedding in ESO today. Nice. Yeah, I had to uh, figure out how. I, I'm such a noob in this game, like, and I haven't really played it, played it in so long. So I'm trying to figure out how to put on an outfit first of all. <laughs> so I finally figured that out. And then I'm like, wait, how do I get there? So then our friend Jonathan was on. So I messaged him and I'm like, are you on? Can we be friends on here? Because we apparently hadn't done that yet, which I thought we did. So then I, I was able to travel to him and then I couldn't find where they were in the town. But then I found them and then I couldn't figure out how to emote or how to chat. <laughs> it was it was a struggle. It was overwhelming. It was hilarious, though. And it was it was really fun. Um, and you duel Jonathan. Yep. And then I, I, I told Jonathan I wanted to duel him. And then he just disposed of me in like three seconds flat because he's way better at, at this game than I am already. Um, and I also had no idea what I was doing, but it was good. It was fun. <laughs> um, what else? I'm still playing that mobile game that I told you guys about, Vikings mm. Clash of Clans. That's yep. been fun as well. It's still because I think um, that streamer that I follow a lot of his chat is in that game and they're very active. So our clan is, is very strong. So it's not, it's not painful where we're constantly getting attacked by other people and we can actually defend ourselves. So I've been sticking to it. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, It's gotten to the point where it's definitely like, if you want to improve, you must put real life money into the game because (laughs) something, yeah, something simple like upgrading my forge in order to build bigger, like buildings and stuff takes like 458 weeks or something. Yeah. I'm like, are Oof. you kidding me? Come on. Who the heck is going to do that? And the problem with that is, and I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure once you, you either can pay with gold, which you have to put real life money in to get most of the time, or you pay with resources that you collect. And even if you pay with resources, once you click to confirm that you're going to do 458 weeks, I don't know if there's a way to cancel it. <laughs> so you could potentially be screwing yourself over if you accidentally do that. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Eight years? It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. That's a yeah. long, long yeah. time. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm hoping, I don't know because I'm too afraid to click on it. I'm hoping it does give you a chance to cancel it even yeah. if you accidentally do it. <laughs> I would think so because it wouldn't be good for the game if they won't let you, right. once you click it, not be able to buy Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little crazy, but maybe it won't be you like you won't be able to cancel it. But the only way to stop it would be to pay the money. Yeah, either that or you just lose. Yeah, that that's yeah. probably that's probably the way. It's like, well, you can wait the four hundred weeks, or you could just you pay can, for it. <laughs> you can pay nine ninety nine, and it'll come <laughs> now. Yeah, and the game does have a ton of um, very cheap like packages that you can buy. So for like five bucks, you could have like four million dollars in gold or something in the game. And you're like, well, that makes more sense than me waiting eight years to play this. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's still fun. And you can play it for free, essentially. You just can't get as far as you'd want to, potentially. Um, 
And then I've been playing a little bit of Monster Hunter World. But now I started playing Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I was playing the demo and I really like it. So I decided I'm going to get I'm going to get it um, now that it's not the data. Now that it's officially out, <laughs> I can actually play it, um, which brings me back to my point of less DVD, because I'm pretty sure on Game Vault we're going to stop DVD on Saturdays and Fridays and do Monster Hunter Rise instead. But big news, folks. Big news. You heard it here first. Switching up the content. Switching it up. <laughs> yeah. Plus, everyone gets enough of me playing on my own channel anyway. So might as well have as much as we can do as much of different games as we can play. Yep. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Aside from our retro that game. I hope you had fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I'll, I'll talk about it more later. I, I didn't hate it. I'll say that much now. Well, that's good. As long as you didn't hate it, that's that's a good start. Yes, All right. <laughs> this is true. It, it was a big improvement from last. last. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I have been playing all kinds of stuff. Uh, I've been I was messing around with the Super Nintendo. Uh, I was playing some Top Gear for the Super Nintendo, which is a racing game, which now that I've mentioned it, I'm sure we'll end up playing this week. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's just the way it goes. Um, uh, then I was playing some Super Mario World for the SNES as well. Uh, just just messing around, going through a few levels here and there. I wasn't like actively trying to beat it because that's the beauty of Super Mario World is you don't need to do that. You uh you can just play a few a few levels and put it down after you after you save, which is nice. Um, and I was also goofing around in Forza Horizon 4 some more. Again, the same thing. You can just kind of go through and do tasks, and it's kind of like a open world MMO type game for driving, which is awesome. And I I love that. I love that I can just go in and do like daily challenges, and then just not have to worry about logging back in for another month. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then the big one I've been playing is Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, and I have some thoughts. <laughs> so, how much do you hate card games now? Oh, dude, I hate it so bad. It's <laughs> so the the main it's the main problem is that it wants to be a card game, but at the same time, it's not. So, like, if you wanted to, you could just spam the X button over and over and over and continue doing attacks. You'll eventually run out and have to refill them, but you can play it like a like a Kingdom Hearts game. But I've gotten to a point where I have to have a strategy against a boss, and I I've lost like five times. And I I was one of those games where like all right I need to stop and come back <laughs> because I just don't know like I don't know what to do like it, there's no I, like I, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna have to watch a YouTube video on strategies because I don't there's like no like there's no guidance on how to do things with with these um with the cards. So like one card is an attack or a heal or refills your or an ether or so any you know yeah anything like that. So but the attack ones have numbers and if it has a if it has a a number equal to or less than uh, actually, if it has a if it has a number equal to or more than a card that someone's attacking you with, you can cancel their attack. Oh, okay. But if you go to attack and someone does the same thing, your attack gets canceled out, mm. or your heal, or your summon, or whatever. If there's a, a number higher than the one that you were going to use, it cancels it. So if you're like trying to heal, they can cancel it, which is some bullshit. That's super annoying. <laughs> so bullshit. <it's, laughs> 
it's just been trying to figure out card strategies and like because the the attacks other like you can also do like combo attacks Mm -hmm. you can like bank three attacks together and they could do like a special attack but if you bank those three cards and do that you lose those cards for that fight so if you do it too many times you can have no cards which is a problem which is a problem (laughs) so that's another thing like they never didn't explain how to do that very well so i have to like i'm gonna have to watch videos and and kind of like study because mm-hmm. I'm only on the second world and I'm already getting my ass kicked by a boss. So that's not good. And there's like no, le- like there's a leveling system, but it's not, it's not like a normal like RPG leveling system. You, when you level up, you have the choice to either increase your HP, CP, which is card power, of course. And the last thing is you can unlock a new ability, which is, Basically, what happens when you bank the cards, like when you bank three or three or more cards, it could trigger one of these abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only that's not available all the time. But the CP and HP are available all the time. So it's just been a, a really sharp learning curve and trying to figure out what cards I need, what cards are crap <laughs> and what and, you know, what to do against certain uh, enemies, because some enemies, the enemies still act the same and react the same as they do in the normal game so like the the fat the big fat enemy that um you can't attack from the front and you like your attacks just bounce off of it you can't you still can't attack it from the front in this game even though it's card based you have to either get behind it which you can't spoiler alert or use magic and you only have i like i in my deck right now i only have one magic attack so oh wow I have to like scroll through to get to that card every time I want to attack these things. And it's just like super annoying, but I'm, I'm hoping like I get enough through the story that it's, it carries it. Cause I've already met Axel, which if you've played kingdom hearts two, you know, or three, even, you know who Axel is, but he doesn't, I like, I didn't realize he was in a game before kingdom hearts two. So <clears throat> it's interesting that he's in this game. And now I now I know I have to play all the freaking side games because I'm <laughs> sure all these characters show up somewhere. So that's funny. It's going to be a long road. They got you. They got they you. Did. They did. I bought the story so far. Oh, and uh, so big and our, our big announcement is that Mark and I were able to uh, get ourselves PS fives. Yes. Woo-hoo! So big thank game. you, Walton family. Yeah, and, and we got them on the same day somehow. I don't know how we, we managed that. Within like two hours of each other, I feel like. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Thank God Walmart's cart system is broken. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. Still a little nervous because I haven't gotten the shipping email yet. But yeah, yeah, I won't be I won't be celebrating until it's on its way to me. Actually, I won't be celebrating until it's at my doorstep because yep. <laughs> people have been stealing them out of UPS trucks and FedEx trucks. So. When it's in my hands on my on my entertainment center, then I will be then I will be happy. Yeah, good point. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all the news. Uh, and the fact that I have a PS5 coming means we'll get to play Integrate nice. right off the bat. Boy, <laughs> and I'll be taking a week off just to play Integrate. God, I hope I don't need a week to beat that game. <laughs> um, but yeah. So speaking of Sony, Jen, I'm I'm sure you have lots of notes and news for this week. Yeah, I'm trying to make my notes big enough so I could read them. Okay, 
So um, I'll start out with one that I thought was interesting in a personal way. And I'm assuming that at least you, Tom, might be interested in this. I'm not sure about Mark, but we'll find out. So I'll say if you're anything like me, one of the perks from working for home from home is being able to play music as loud as you want without having to wear headphones and mm-hmm. worry about distracting one of your coworkers. <laughs> um, so I do that a lot when I work. So I found out that you can actually play um, any Halo menu music you want by going mm-hmm. to this website. Um, so what you do, it's a 24 seven playlist. So it's on loop forever. So you basically go to this website, you select the game that you want to listen to the music for. Um, and they actually recreate the game starting menu too. It's like an animation of it. Mm-hmm. So you can literally leave it up on your computer as if you're on your Xbox and you're just idling because you want to listen to the really awesome halo music. That um, is awesome. Yeah. So it's basically like halo lo-fi if you want to think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really cool. So right now your options are Halos 1, 2, and 3 are one playlist. Then they have uh, Mystic or Mythic, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach is another one. They have 4 and 5. Then they have Halo Wars. And then they actually have the Halo Infinite Infinite demo music. Okay. So they're they're very thorough in the music that they, uh, that they have collected. Um, so if you guys at home want to visit this, you have to go to it's Halomi. I'll spell it. It's H or never mind. I just realized what it stands for. Wow. H A L O M E dot N U. Halo menu, basically. And select the game you want to listen to. So I did it and it was awesome. So, like I said, if you guys are feeling nostalgic for some Halo music, which who, who isn't, you know? Um, that is currently the best place to go if you just if you want to just vibe out and not have to worry about you know going on YouTube and dealing with commercials and and having it run out on you. So yeah, I wanted to mention that because I thought it was interesting. I very well may need to check that out because yeah. I love Halo music. Yeah. So again, it's Halo M E and then dot N U. I can't believe I just made that connection <laughs> while I was saying it. Remember, Tom, it's Halo Menu. It's just basically Halo Menu, but the <laughs> N-E and the N-U are separated by a dot. Yep. That's it. Got it. Wow. Dumb. Moving on. <laughs> so this is going to, on the same vein of you guys getting PS5s, I figure we can delve into the um, the fun GPU madness that's going on right now. Oh. Yeah. So... If you are anybody that's interested in PC gaming, specifically custom PC builds, you would be very well aware that AMD came out with the 6700 XT on March 18th at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And you would also know that in like two minutes, they were completely sold out everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, And then within a half hour, you can go on eBay and find all these postings that we're trying to sell them for like three to four times as much money at least. And this is nothing new. Um, so obviously there's a huge shortage because they're selling out so fast and they're being relisted for these insane prices. And it's extremely frustrating because it kind of feels like a lot of retailers really aren't doing much about the scalpers and the resellers. Like it's just, it's just very frustrating. Um, I attempted to do this and I did not succeed. It was the same day you guys got your PS5. So I'm glad that there was some good news that came out of our efforts that day. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So ever since then, I've been kind of looking into more tech stuff a bit more than I usually do. So I found two mini news stories that I wanted to bring up um, on this topic. Okay. So GameStop 
is adding PC gaming hardware to its website. So you can actually purchase PC gaming hardware through them. Um, uh, of course, as soon as people discovered this, all their GPUs sell, sold out. So sorry, this isn't good news that there are <laughs> GPUs on GameStop. <laughs> uh, but it'll just be an extra place for people to go once GPUs come back into stock. So you can see them sell out in two minutes. Um, so that was that. They currently have pretty much everything else, though. So if you need like motherboards, pre-built PCs, like all that kind of stuff, you can go on their website now and see what they have. So it's interesting. Um, their CEO, George Sherman said that they are delving a lot deeper into PC gaming. Um, so there are, they are going to be coming out with a lot more gaming products aside from what they currently have now. So that should be interesting to keep an eye on at least. Um, some people are, are speculating it's because they reported, they reported a loss last year. So they might be trying to make up for it, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I I find it interesting that they're trying now. Like this is the absolute worst time to be selling stuff. Yeah, it's GameStop. It's GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did they did they go? Oh, we have all this extra revenue from this from the from Reddit, like buying all our stock. Do we have all this That's extra revenue? We need to spend it on something. Who knows? Like whose whose bright idea was? Oh, I got an idea. Let's get into PC gaming the minute that there's a the worst uh, chip shortage of all time. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, I mean, we can just add it to our list of retailers that we have to stock every time a new graphics card is coming out in the hopes that maybe we'll get to buy one for a retail price and not even retail price, because actually when the AMD graphics cards came out last week or whenever that was, um, there were some websites that were that were upping them by hundreds of dollars to begin with. Yeah. Like, so there, there's so. a myriad of things causing this. Yeah. Um they there were tariffs in place to keep um to keep like prices down because things of things coming from China and those tariffs are no longer there and they're they're causing pl- places like uh Asus and Gigabyte and all of those companies to have to now rate well I'm sure they don't have to but they they've raised their prices uh, for retailers so retailers then have to pay more for them and then they have to mark them up more to make money on them so it's a whole thing and on top of that i think retailers are just scalping them too because they can like yeah. if you go if you go on newegg.com uh if you look up our rx 580s which are now probably five years old they're selling for anywhere from 280 dollars to Five hundred dollars. The card when it was new was two hundred and thirty dollars. That's insane. Yeah, because people, it's like they just need something at this point, you know. Right. And And everything is wildly overpriced. The only thing you can find now are like GT seven ten and seven thirties, which are like not. They're just they're they're just graphics adapters. They're not GPUs. They they just they just (laughs) output a signal. They don't really help you much. Exactly. It's craziness. So, yeah, and I don't know exactly what you do to stop it. Um, you wait for more cards to come in stock. Oh, 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 I forgot. And there's a cryptocurrency mining boom happening right now, too. So that's yeah. that's also what's happening. To the so, moon. <laughs> so you need the you need the cryptocurrencies to bust. Uh, you need the pandemic to end mm-hmm. and you need to stop bots from scalping from yeah. bots from hitting uh, places 
before people because that's really the problem is the bots. Yeah. And the bots are so ridiculously advanced now. Like they're actually, this is slightly off topic. There are actually bots that search Twitch when streamers do giveaways with codes. They actually go on Twitch and they, they are taught whatever to snag codes for like free game downloads that people are being given away. Mm-hmm. So people can't even redeem them because it's like instantaneous. These these things just collect anything that looks like a code and send it to whoever built the bots. It's wild. It's it's like really bad. Yeah, it's cool. it's as dumb as it sounds. It started with like sneakers. Yeah. People wrote these bots to get limited edition sneakers like Air Force Ones and Yeezys and whatever. <laughs> I'm old. I sound old. Uh, but they. Um, they yes. Can you say Yeezys for me one more time? Yeezys. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're okay, welcome. Can you put out a sound thing for the for the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll we'll have a point redemption on stream. Yeezys. <laughs> so, but yeah, so people wrote the bots to do that, and then they've in turn because scalpers scalp. That's what they're gonna do. They in turn made them look for GPUs, and now that's what they're doing. And Places like AMD.com don't have any protection against against bots. And their site went down the day that uh, they launched their GPU and no one was able to buy one from there. And yep. people were bragging on Twitch and Twitter and Reddit that they bought 30 of them because they had a bot do it because there was awesome. no protection against it. So, yeah, fuck scalpers is all I have to say. That's all. <laughs> Seriously, that was the main topic, really. <laughs> Um, so my other, my other mini topic under this was the NVIDIA RTX 3080 Ti is being, uh, assumed to be delayed again. So we were currently expecting to see this in mid April, but now it looks like the fifth delay may be happening where it's not going to launch until mid May. Um, and then if anyone's been following originally, this was supposed to launch back in January. Yeah. So it was, uh, does he have to put it back in the oven? Yeah. Jensen's got to put it back in the oven for everybody. Yeah. So he, everybody can look at his spatulas again. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll just have to keep waiting and hoping the release will be as soon as possible. Although um, I don't think they have officially announced how much it's going to be yet, but it's being speculated to start at around $1,000 pretty much. And then there's the fun of the scalpers <laughs> who are going to snatch them up and mark them up for even more than that. And so, people will buy them. That's just the way it goes. People will buy them, yes. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the <laughs> biggest problem, is right. that people are buying the scalped prices. Right, yeah. Like, I I, un, I don't need a graphics card right now. I would like one, but right. I'm not, I will not bring myself to pay over MSRP for a card that I don't need. Like, people are doing that just because they have, a, you know, a stimmy to burn. So, it's uh, it's bad. It's not good. It's rewarding the bad guys is what is what's happening. Yes. Stop and, it. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Right now. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. That was that was my little spiel on, on GPUs and stuff. Just because, again, I tried to get the AMD when it came out and it just didn't it didn't happen. But I, I literally couldn't even check websites as fast as it was selling out. Like I couldn't even click a tab fast enough. It was just <laughs> it's wild. And I hate it. I hate yep. the feeling that I get when I'm trying to like, do stuff like that. So me too. Yeah, it's it's anxiety and anger and all kinds of things. <laughs> so, yes, hopefully one of us will eventually get a new GPU and not pay absorbent amounts of money for it, because I definitely won't. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so my next story has to do with hackers. Oh, God damn it. Being big old jerks. Um, so there's a game called Outriders. If no one's heard of it. It's in early release currently. They are stepping up to hackers in an interesting way. So they just had a dev update come out. So not only if you are caught to be hacking, not only will you not be able to play online multiplayer games with other players. Basically, you can only do solo matchmaking, which takes forever. You will also have a watermark over your character that says you are a cheater <laughs> and it will never go away ever. <laughs> I love so, it. Literally, you are being branded a cheater for the entire Outriders world to see. Now, while some are obviously going to do this as a badge of honor because there are trolls that exist among us, um, they did confirm that out of 2 million players that they currently have in their system, only about 200 of them have have cheated or hacked, whatever you want to call it. Um, So they're hoping that it's not really going to grow much more once the game officially releases. But they did confirm they already have everyone's identification, like everyone that has modified the game, basically in any way. So you can't download mods, you can't change character art, you can't uh, turn off, um, what's, what is that, that uh, anti-cheat program, you can't do that. Um, There are a few other things you can't do. Basically, any kind of modifying the game whatsoever, even if you're not cheating and using an aimbot, they're considering it hacking. So literally, if anyone changes the files in any way, you are already identified by them. They can already see who you are. Um, They did say they're letting you, if you're one of those 200 people, they're going to let you make things right. So before the official release, if you delete all of your characters and your items and start over with a clean slate, they're going to let you go. But (laughs) April 1st is when the official release of this game is. So if you don't do this by April 1st, you get that that shiny new watermark that says you're a cheater and you get banned from multiplayer. So playing, I guess, playing on a team with your friends, essentially. So you can only do solo. So, you know, if you want to make that decision and have potentially have a game being ruined for you, go right ahead. Let us know about it. Send us screenshots of your hacker badges. Being a cheater. Yeah, being a cheater. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny because we had run into a hacker in Dead by Daylight on a past stream where they were like moving at the speed of light. And it was hilarious and also infuriating at the same time. And Dead by Daylight didn't do anything to this person's account. And they were live streaming the fact that they were hacking. If it's the same person that I've seen on YouTube do this. Yeah. Um, and their whole spiel is like, I'm going to do this as long as nothing is being done about it. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like anything is People has been done them? about it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I would I would be interested to see what would happen if Dead by Daylight did this. Because the community is massive. And there are a ton of people who... Even if they're not using aimbots, they're going in and they're changing like the character portraits in the game. And yeah. that could be considered hacking. you're modding the game. You're hacking into the game. Yeah, you're changing the game files. So I would just I would find it really funny if, if Dead by Daylight did this. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe maybe this proves to be successful and other games start doing something similar to this. I don't know. Would be I interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I hope it works because I mean pirates and hackers and you guys have your fun offline. Online is a totally different thing. And if right. you need if if you need to hack or put an aimbot on, you shouldn't be playing the game. Yep. Just, you need to you need to just be better. It's not our <laughs> fault good. that you're bad and you need an aimbot. Get good. Good. That's right. <laughs> um so I know you mentioned PlayStation News. So I have a really quick one that I'm sure everyone heard about, I believe as of either yesterday or today. Um it's been announced that the the 
PlayStation Plus or the PlayStation Network is coming out with nine free games that don't require you to have PlayStation Plus, which is pretty awesome. Um, I believe Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, is is in there. And then there are some lesser known games. Um, but I think overall people are pretty excited about that. So if you guys are interested, I'm not going to go through the whole entire list of games. But if you're interested in learning what they are, you can very easily check it out. Um, they I, also... I, I downloaded the five that, or however many were available yep. starting today. Yep. Um, I also finally, this isn't really news for mainly anybody, but I finally got the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yay, you See, did it. Because it's literally free, so what yes. better time than when it's free? Now is the time. Now is the time. Um, and then some sad news for any uh, PlayStation fans out there that maybe had older consoles that they still like using. So um, starting in July this year, the PS3, PSP, and Vita will be closing their digital stores. So um, I don't know if you guys want to go more into that because I don't own any of those consoles. I feel like you guys might have thoughts. Yeah, I, I have thoughts because this is the the sad reality of digital storefronts. We saw it with the Wii Shop, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing it with PS3, Vita, and uh, uh, PSP. So we still don't really know everything. Um, we do. We, I imagine you won't be able to purchase anything, but we don't know if you will be able to download things that you already own. That's that's really my my concern. Um, and if there's any games that are digital only that you want from these storefronts, purchase them now, or else you won't be able to get them. Which yeah. is what happened with the Wii Shop. I don't even think in, on the Wii Shop you can download things anymore. I think that's. Yeah. I think it's just totally gone yeah it's gone um but you know i've been afraid of this for a long time which is why i i kind of in during the 360 era i kind of started doing more digital games and then as i got to the the newer systems i was like you know what this could go poorly so i i kind of want to make sure i have the physical copy of a game especially when the switch came out when i got the switch i was like i'm buying only physical games because i know nintendo and they like to take stuff away so i'm going to only buy physical games for this for the switch and uh, you know i might be a dinosaur old man (laughs) yells at clouds uh but we've kind of all seen the writing on the wall and it sucks because i want to be able to play my games that i bought right it's crazy yeah why are you yelling at cloud tom (laughs) (laughs) it's not his fault uh but yeah mark i don't know if you have any uh, like like the same thoughts or any any differing opinions well the the good thing for me is that i didn't start buying digital till after the ps3 store so like so i don't have anything i'm really worried about losing i think i have some ps1 classics but i don't know if those those didn't transfer over or whatever but um a lot of them i have for other systems i think the only thing i will lose the ability to download again if for some reason my ps3 bricks would be like Wild Arms, um, which I can just go watch my video if I get nostalgic <laughs> for it. Um, but everything else, yeah, I got I think maybe Dark Souls 2 I bought digital. I think that's it. I think everything else was, was disc. So, you know, uh, the only thing that this really, uh, in a more macro look at it um, than just the PlayStation Store, is it really makes you consider, like, people are like, well, this is why you buy physical. But everything has to connect to the Internet or the server or the store to be able to play. You know, there's no uh, there's no like 
buying a cartridge, you know, and just putting it in and never happened to connect anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, that's the one thing. And I don't, I don't know if it specifically mentioned in the story or, or if Jen had, had brought it up, but um, is the shutdown of the store, just your purchases and downloads uh, and then your games that are digital. Um, they may have not even said this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the games that you did download that you do have, do they not work anymore if they got to connect to the server? You know, yeah. like what's the what's the thing? Like if something's got to check, you know, or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just like, like, how deep does it go? Yeah. You mentioned the Nintendo thing. And thankfully, Nintendo doesn't do much in terms of needing to touch a server. So those games are all fine. But if anything needs any kind of connection back to Sony and they've just put the kibosh on anything um then those games are basically useless you know you have to start making private servers to run those games yep um i mean we've seen shutdown of servers for like ea games and like multiplayer games but yeah i'm i'm worried about like will you able to will you be able to patch a game like where will that live like if you if you buy a game that's super broken like i don't know sure uh yes, if, but cyberpunk and like t- 15 years from now someone purchases a used copy of it and tries to download it and the the sony servers are offline yeah. or somebody tries to play it how do you get that 100 gig patch or whatever it is to play it yeah. right yeah that's and uh, how many people will have to play with peter dinklage in the future <laughs> i kind of prefer peter dinklage but that's just me um and i w- yeah they, i would love to see that make a comeback but that's that's a whole other story uh but the like hero in all of this is microsoft because you can buy original xbox games on the on the xbox live store it, it's yeah. like with their backwards compatibility they don't have to you don't have to worry about any of this stuff yeah, which I think is like the the main reason to own an Xbox console right now is you'll be able to play pretty much all of your all of your games that you already own. Yeah, yeah. the only thing that's a problem is saves, obviously. Right, like, saves is saves is one thing, but if you if you just if you just want to play the game, you have the ability, which is nice. It's not something that you can do on a Sony console. You used to be able to. PS3, you could play PS. You well, at one point, you could play PS2 and PS1 games, and then I got rid of that. And then, that, like PS4, you can't play anything backwards compatible. You had to purchase the game again as a PS2 classic. That's the one thing that always confuses me with Sony. Like I could see, I know the whole thing with PS2 and PS3 being like different kind of computing hardware and all that. And it just makes it kind of impossible compared to what Microsoft does. Um, but the the chip required for a PS1 is like ridiculously like small. Well, yeah, the PS2 had the PS1's chip in it. Yeah. So it it so did PS3. You could you could put your PS1 disc and PS3 and play them. Well, yeah, PS3 was emulation though, but the PS2 was actually yeah. hardware. It had the PS1 inside of it. So yeah, and, and that was you know 21 years ago. Right. You know, it's it. That's the one like I like I said, I could see the other two not playing well because Sony went insane with whatever CPUs and or whichever CPU or GPU they were using. The emotion engine. Yeah, <laughs> that it, it doesn't play nice. But that I mean, for fuck's sake, you could just put Duck Station on the PS4. Yep. 
yep. and be fine. You know, like it's, <laughs> or, or they they could do what they did with the PS Classic. Like exactly, you just use an open source emulator and just throw it on there. Like how difficult is it? Yeah, yeah, it's getting like the PS One stuff's getting to a point where it's one of those where you can play it on a toaster. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, the, the amount of power you need for it. So, but anyway, that's my rant on Sony. But not that I think PS One is aged gracefully, as we found out. Um, because I think Driver Two was a PS Three, PS One game. Yes. Um, that generation aged very, very poorly. Outside of well, tech, yeah. Well, no, I guess I guess technically the sixty fours in that generation, but they are they are different bits back when that meant something. Yeah, they they worked much differently. Yeah, but you know, it's just you're getting into that where those people are now your nostalgia players, right? Like like Nintendo has sucked the money out of all of us that grew up with the NES and the SNES, and we will continue to buy whatever they purchase mm-hmm. or whatever they want us to purchase <laughs> because we will keep playing those games, even though we can play them for free if we know where to look. Yeah, um, yep. Mm-hmm. Or playing for three ninety nine a month by getting the you know Nintendo Switch Online, and a lot of the games you would just want to play constantly are on there anyway. Um, but it's just I just don't get Sony with this whole looking forward thing that they do. At at least they were smart enough to not alienate PS4 owners. Not yet. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Not well, yet. the the fact that they made the PS4 backwards compatible with the PS5. Was, is yeah. a very big thing. You can just the fact that you can just play PS4 games on a PS5 yeah. makes that that jump way easier. Like that's one of my things. Like I bought the PS5 and I, you know, I still play PS4 games. I can just put them in the PS5 and they will work. So I'm. It, that's one. Th- like I feel like all consoles should have been like that. But also now, consoles are so much like PCs yeah. that it's way easier for them to move a game from one architecture to another because it's essentially just a PC yeah. um, that they're using inside of these consoles. Like back in the day, they all used something different. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, the GameCube was a power PC and you know, like I said, the, the PS2 had the, uh, or the PS3 had the emotion engine and all that other stuff. So it's, uh, they were all very different and now consoles are all very similar. So, yeah. I think that I think that bodes well, at least for upcoming yeah, releases. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and my final thought on that is, at least you know the companies are smart enough to realize like how uh, Nintendo allowed you to play Wii games on the Wii U because the Wii was the highest selling console ever. So you wanted to give those people a reason to upgrade and not go. But I just bought all these games for Wii, and you mean I can't play them anymore? Um, you know, that P- that Sony's doing that with the PS5, the PS4. It's just they don't want to alienate 100 million people mm-hmm. that bought PS4s that'll be like, oh, you're not really doing anything new yet? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'm not buying a new thing. Yeah. But what if you could play the games you already play on it? All right, buying it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you know, that, that it, these companies are a business. And the only time that that's never been shown... Like someone completely ignored that is the whole Xbox One debacle, and they thought they were the smartest people in the room, and and just just screwed that up um, at the time. And it seems like everybody learned that lesson. Yeah, and they I, I feel like Microsoft has done a complete 180 since then, 
Uh, it turns out um, an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X or S is the only place you can play backwards compatible PS2 and PS1 games <laughs> because you could download emulators on your your Series S and X and play those games, which is sort of ironic if you think about it. Yep, you can finally play Final Fantasy VII on the Xbox. That's right. Oh man. But yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's a good enough rant. Do we have any other <laughs> stories to to go through, or is that it? That was all I had for. Oh, for all right. Very good. Uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> uh, let's talk. It's it's now spring is upon us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day of spring just passed and it got us thinking, what games have you played or or do you play now that get you in, in that spring mood, make you think of spring? Because um, it's kind of a nostalgia thing, I feel like. I feel like uh, as spring rolls around, everybody's mood gets better that you're not you're not stuck in the house and it's cold and it's just you know i feel like it's it it's it's a good time to start playing games because you you still it's still not hot outside and you don't want to be outside all the time but right. uh, it kind of makes you think of like better times because it's not gross outside yeah um let's see uh jen do you have anything that that sprung to your mind Yeah. So I was thinking about the topic. And to me, when someone, you know, when you guys said, you know, think of games that remind you of spring or that you'd like to play that are related to spring. The first thing that came to mind to me as a whole was the whole landscape part of the games that that, that's what really I relate to spring is, is what the game looks like while you're playing it. And you guys know by now I've talked about this enough. Open world games are, are my jam. So to spare everyone from me talking about the same three games that I probably mention every other podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break it up into two chunks of games that remind me of spring. Okay. So I'll start with um, the three that came to mind were um, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, which I'm separating them, and Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Um, yes, I know Skyrim has a lot of snow in it. But like I said, when I was thinking about spring-like landscapes, there are plenty of places you can go in Skyrim where you get that whole coming out of the mountains and it's warming up and you don't have as much snow around you and it feels like springtime. Um, It's definitely one of those games where you have a hard feel of seasons. So those three games kind of give me a very spring-like vibe. Um, Like I said, everything about it kind of just lets you know that you're in some sort of season. so like flowering landscapes, really lush landscapes, a lot of trees, the lighting in the games where it feels like it feels like it's warm sort of sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Horizon Zero Dawn, too, you can kind of group that in there also, because while there are plenty of like the frozen wilds, like I said, totally reminded me of winter. Yeah. Um, but if you're going, you know, throughout the world in Horizon, you can come upon some nice warm areas. So. That would be what I would say my first cluster of games when I think spring games, those ones automatically came to mind again, just because of the whole landscape aspect of it. But I'm sure I'm sure we may approach this topic in, in different ways, which will be interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Mark? Yeah. So uh, as Jen alluded to, I took this in, in because originally I had suggested the topic and what my thought was, was like games that remind you of the springtime, not so much the game itself. Um, I'm going to leave the obvious one on the table because I have a feeling Tom might choose it. Um, but the, for some reason, and I don't know if they used to release around this time, um, back back when we were in, in the 
like seventh, eighth grade. So for me, that would be, you know, 98, 99. Um, I remember playing a lot of wrestling video games. Okay. Um, because it was the end of the school year, you know, we, you know, we're, all the friends were getting together, you know, it wasn't like, um, you know, I, for some reason it was just, those were the times when we would come in from, you know, the warmer weather after playing outside, um, for the first time in months, you know, outside of, you know, playing hockey, um, and they'd be like, all right, what do you do? Oh, let's play some uh, NWO Revenge. And we'd play <laughs> that for the rest of the night in the air conditioning or, you know, with the windows open or something. So first game makes me think of springtime, end of the school year sort of thing is, is definitely playing a lot of those uh, Nintendo 64 wrestling games, um, making up stupid tournaments and having actual belts that we took way too seriously. <laughs> um, and uh, getting mad when people lost championship matches because... You know, back then it was real to me, damn it. Um, and just 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 crazy stuff like that. But yeah, that that was the way I was taking it. Just to remind like games that I remember playing in the spring and, and made me think of the warmer weather. And it was those, you know, warm nights, you know, whether uh, with a fan or a window open or AC on yeah. uh, playing uh, Nintendo 64 wrestling games mm -hmm. uh, with my friends and just, uh, you know, um just that innocence of that time. No, I like I that take. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, and I had kind of have something similar. Um, now mine is a little more obvious. I think uh, it's the triple play baseball games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so obviously springtime is baseball season and I played baseball pretty much my whole life. And the triple play games were something special. I feel like they weren't, they weren't like this, the most, simulation driven games they had a sense of humor which i liked um and me and my friend john uh who a friend of the podcast uh we would play triple play 97 and i think it was 2000 all the time like all like like we'd have do the sleepover thing and just play triple play all night and it just makes me as soon as i pop that a game on and i hear um magic carpet ride by steppenwolf i think that was triple play 2000 or 2001 every time i hear that it's it's springtime in my head and it's time to <laughs> time to play baseball so that's my that's my first set and it really just that's more of makes me feel like spring but i have something different for the next one so uh i'll mention that when we get back to me yes yeah, so i have two things um because this is why I didn't want to mention triple play, because I, I knew it was exactly going to be one of yours. Um, I want to see which is yours. I have two of them in my head. What What are your two favorite fake ads or or a favorite fake ad from triple play? Um, uh, the Air Alaska. Is that is that it? I yeah, forget. that one's pretty good. I, I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So my two is uh, Ski Nebraska. Ski Nebraska. That's right. <laughs> You know, for those of you non-geography nerds out there, there are no hills or mountains in Nebraska. <laughs> there might be hills, but there's no there's no mountains in Nebraska. Can't really ski Nebraska um, unless you like cross country skiing. I was going to say cross country. <laughs> yeah, but the the ad was a man coming down a mountain doing downhill skiing, and it said ski Nebraska. <laughs> and then my favorite was for I f forget the name of the airline company, but it was like. Uh, it was a quick line that you had to catch 
and I think about it all the time. He goes, whatever the airline is, now featuring nonstop flights from L.A. to Honolulu. <laughs> Again, I'm pausing for people to either go look at a map of the United States or realize that there is nothing between Los Angeles and Honolulu where there would except be. the ocean. <laughs> so the joke is, is that they are now not crashing planes into the ocean when flying between L.A. and Honolulu. Yes. These are things you cannot get away with today. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, in the post 9-11 world, you couldn't get away with things I, like that. But uh, I absolutely I'm going to look on my phone to see if I can find the ski Nebraska ad. But they like they, they would put the fake ads like up on the on the scoreboards yeah, and stuff great. like that um, because they couldn't get real ads back then. Right. Why? But well, they don't want to pay for them. Yeah. But I mean, like you would think like Rawlings or, you know, would want to be in the video, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I'm not talking about getting like Gatorade or, you know, Monster ads. I'm like, like there were nothing like not even like baseball equipment. And that's kind of, that's kind of what made the games fun is that yeah. they did this goofy stuff. And like Triple Play 2001 had this game mode, which was basically a home run derby. But you had targets and there's one where they set you in the living room. And you and if you your targets are things around the living room, and if you hit them, they like make different noises and they give you different point totals. And it's just a lot of fun because like the announcers will say, oh, we hit it off the, the grandfather clock or whatever. You know, like they they put they went through the effort to put stuff like that in. And that's what made me like the triple play series. And I'm sad that it's gone. Mm. I wish it had still existed. Lamenting the death of triple play baseball. <laughs> Uh, Jen, what's your second, do you have a second one or half or whatever? Yeah. So these just recently came to me. Um, and they're, they're actually more hitting, hitting spring on the nose really. Um, so I grouped them separately from the other games. Um, and that would be animal crossing, new horizons, farm simulator <laughs> and stardew Valley. Again, really hitting it on the nose. Cause I took this literal, this topic. Um, but those three games, are very obviously they're very farmy and to me that that relates to spring in a way um like planting things and relying on the seasons and especially farm simulator is probably the most springy one out of all of them because that's usually when um when a lot of you know planting crops happens and then obviously throughout the summer then you're harvesting things but i got super into farm simulator i believe it was because of mark i think you played it well, and yeah, you told I love me about Stardew Valley. it. The farm, Mark, like, Mark, the farm simulator. Mark, Mark streamed it. Yes. Yeah. And I remember it being so In, like incomprehensible when I. Yeah. Like you actually have to be really into farming equipment to want to, if you don't already know how to operate some of these machines or even know what to search for. Yeah. You like really have to be into the game so much. To even look up, like, what the heck is this? Like, what does yeah. this mean? What does this do? It's it's such a difficult simulator. And I was like, challenge accepted. I need to learn about these things for some reason. Because, you know, me and my open world games and my customization. So that that out of out of the three of them that I mentioned is probably the one that I would associate with Spring the most. Um, but yeah, those games to me are just, like I said, hitting hitting Spring on the nose. You're literally... You're you're growing plants and you're harvesting things, flowers, 
Um, there are animals everywhere. It's just, it's all kinds of spring-like activities that you're doing. So, um, again, I would say Farming Simulator at the 3 is probably <laughs> the most springy game. And not for the casual simulation gamer. <laughs> That's good. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mark, do you have do you have another yeah. set or, of games or game? Yeah, so I think this is might just be tied up in in I'm learning it all. This is just tied within my friends of school time back back in high school and and late elementary school. But for some reason, uh, and partially with my sister here thinking about this, for some reason I would we would play the Resident Evil games in the spring. Like okay. like I like I remember distinctly like nearing the end of the school year and playing a co-veronica for example um with my friend and needing the needing to transfer his save onto my vmu because i didn't get the grenade launcher <laughs> at the point where you need the grenade launcher or it's, it's not impossible i found out from somebody so well, thank god for youtube let's plays um <laughs> it just takes an incredibly long time if you don't have the grenade launcher um to get past that part um and also like playing those games with my sister um, at her house when probably had less homework and was able to just do that on weeknights, you know, and, and stuff. But yeah, playing, playing through the Resident Evil games, while more of a Halloween, you would think, October setup, mm -hmm. uh, it just felt like, I'm thinking it has to do with that, you know, we would rather, or our parents wouldn't mind us, would rather have us inside not being out in the heat or the or the, you know, the sun too long that they would be, yeah, fine. Come in. You can, you can come in for a couple hours, you know, and do this. And we would play through those games. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely resident evil two and co Veronica were two games that I played probably, you know, April, May, you know, time frame for the first time. And it's really weird. Uh, but I had distinct memories of it, um, <laughs> being like the last things we did before the end of the school year. And, um, it was one of the two things, well, three, because obviously baseball games, um, that I thought of immediately when I suggested the topics uh, were the two I mentioned in baseball. So, um, yeah, again, definitely more of a distinct thing with my friends and what other people would do. No, yeah, I'm, I have a super weird one myself. I One game that I have that makes me think of spring all the time is Mega Man 6 because I got it for Easter one year because it was... <laughs> One of those bargain bin games that my parents saw and were like, oh, it's a Nintendo game. This looks mm -hmm. like something they'd like. And it was like, you know, it was one of those games that was like $20 yeah. because it was at the the tail end of uh, the NES. And then it, it was probably a year after it released. So it was like a super bargain deal at Toys R Us or something. Yeah. And I got Mega Man 6 and I played the ever living hell out of it because... Uh, I didn't have anything else to play. Like, like, like we've said numerous times when you were a kid back then, you had a couple options of games and that was it. You learned how to play those games. You got good at them. Um, or you used a game shark or a <laughs> game genie, <laughs> which yeah. is what I did probably a lot of the times because that game is not, not easy at all. Yeah. And I think you might've just cracked the code on why some of these games, uh, the weird ones came out. I think we probably got a lot of them for Easter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's again, that's, that was, that one sticks out in my mind from getting it from Easter. Cause I, I, I distinctly remember opening it in an Easter basket. 
and then just playing it the rest of the day. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, I mean, for me, that's what sparked up that nostalgia was, was thinking about that game. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of these games is they can, they can be anything and just remind you of something good from your childhood. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's why we all still play retro games. Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, couple more triple point 98 fake ads for you. Um, there's lobster cola, a cola with a crunch. That's right. Lobster cola. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. Drippy's ice cream, who says ice cream has to be cold. <laughs> and one of the updates to the LA to Honolulu one was, uh, uh, the airline now doing nonstop flights between JFK and LaGuardia. <laughs> wow. For those, who, for those who don't know, JFK and LaGuardia are like 30 miles apart. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So once the plane goes up, it has to come right back down. Yeah. <laughs> They're both in New York. Yeah. Sorry, I found the thing. It was, uh, uh, oh, yeah. So uh, there's also Chork, not quite chicken, not quite pork. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, triplicate life insurance. I think that tie in and the uh, Sparky spark plugs. But yeah, yeah but I miss I miss stuff like that. Yeah, Every, everything everything now is trying to be too like the show tries to be too real and games like um oh, what the hell is it? Uh, what's the one that came out for Xbox that's really cartoony? Oh, R- RBI baseball. RBI baseball. RBI baseball is not real enough. So there's there's no middle ground anymore, which is what Triple Play was, which is funny because it was an EA game and everybody hates EA now. So <laughs> the the fact that I miss an EA game is, is sad. Yeah, there's also, you know, chicken fried sushi. <laughs> and my favorite, which you get to think about it, um, is extreme dollies. Don't invite your mother to a dinner party using these. <laughs> and then a gasp from an old lady. Uh, part of the ad. <laughs> that that's when extreme was just becoming a thing. Like everything was extreme. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but I, the, yeah, I forgot about lobster cola. That one's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like that one's in like all of their games. I feel like lobster cola shows up a lot. Yeah, yeah, Ugh, yeah. Gross. But <laughs> I was looking to see if they had any photos of the of the ski in Nebraska, but I couldn't. Um, but it's just yeah, it, it's just uh, it. That's like you said, the retro games like. Like, why would I that be burned into my memory, you know, 23 years later? Yep. You know, stupid ads from a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because, you know, uh, during the springtime is when, you know, uh, you, you start feeling better in your mood, as you said, Tom, and you gather your friends. So a lot of those things are like shared memories that you guys laughed at mm-hmm. more than when you're stuck in the house in the winter, you know, around Christmas time with games. Um, so, uh, yeah, can't wait for spring, which uh, uh, this year just seems it'll be uh, a lot like uh, 2020. It'd be a lot of Hades for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, I think that that does it for for our nostalgia trip and time to take out another one. Let's talk about our retro roulette game. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. So it was DX, right? D- right. The- correct. DX because I have the DX version which can be played on a Game Boy Color and give you some color palettes as well and it has special features for the Super Game Boy for the Super Nintendo is which is the way I ended up playing it on stream and uh trying to trying to get past this stupid boss which I never did <laughs> um so 
Jen, since you have become more of a Zelda fan since playing Breath of the Wild, I'm interested to hear what you have to think about the old ones. You also, you have beaten A Link to the Past as well, right? Yes, which is a good way to start off my my thoughts. If I had not suffered through A Link to the Past, yeah, I said it, yeah, I said it. (laughs) If I didn't suffer through A Link to the Past, I would not have um, enjoyed this game really as much as I did. Um, so I'll, I'll, yeah, like I said, I'll start there. Um, this game to me, I didn't hate it. Um, it didn't really frustrate me either. I didn't play as much of it as you did on stream. Um, but for me, the most difficult part of this game was trying to get a feel for where things were because everything looks so similar. Mm-hmm. Like the buildings, a lot of the buildings look similar. So right off the bat, I struggled to find the sword on the beach. Um, I couldn't figure out where the beach was. And every time I would stray too far, I would run into enemies. And I died like probably two or three times trying to find the stupid beach. <laughs> so when I found it, I you do have to go past quite a few enemies to get there in the first place. Um, so when I finally got the sword, so that was fine. I kept running into those barnacles on the beach, even <laughs> with the shield out. Because I first, I forgot that you have to use the shield to push them. And yeah. Mark, I think you reminded me yeah. to use the shield. So if even if you have the shield out, I think if you if you just have taken the shield out and you're too close to a barnacle, you still take damage. So you actually have to have the shield out far enough away and then push forward and you push it out of the way and you have to make sure you push it far enough out of the way that even though it looks like you're going to go by it, okay, you still don't hit it and take damage. So I did that a few times. Um, And then it was just trying to dodge the enemies to get to the sword. Once I had the sword, it was perfectly fine. I was like, all right, this is good. Now I'm cool. Now I don't feel really stupid. So I got through, trying to think where I, I'm pretty sure I stopped. I know I saw the witch, the witch's hut. So I stopped, I stopped after that point. Um, But getting to the first cave, I forget the name of the cave. Getting to the first cave I had a little bit of trouble with because I didn't know you had to cut down bushes and jump from that higher up level to get to the cave. So it it definitely reminds me of A Link to the Past in the way that you have to kind of go to the right level. Um, So once I found that cave, I know I had my first heart container there. One of 12, I think it was, heart containers. Um, And then I kind of just made my way. And I I did go through the cave where I was kind of – I did look at a walkthrough for that part because I remember how long it took to remember where to move – were they rocks, I think, the rocks out of the way in the right order because you can only move them once. So I looked at a walkthrough just to get me through that because I knew I wouldn't be able to get through as much of the game because um, I have very little free time now <laughs> to play <laughs> to play games that are not on any kind of stream. Um, so I wanted to get through as much of it as I could for this review. So I did use a walkthrough, which was helpful. Um, so I got through that cave. I saw my first fairy, my fairy fountain, um, and then I ended up at the witch's hut. So I, I didn't play it a ton, but from what I played, it wasn't super frustrating, like I said. And it did have the A Link to the Past vibe to it, but it wasn't in a bad way. There were positives to A Link to the Past for me. <laughs> um, but I can say that if I had not already played that game, I may have had different thoughts about about Link's Awakening, potentially. Well, um, yeah, you, you never played a 2D Zelda before that, right? Nope. Yeah, A Link to the Past was my first... A Link to the Past was my first Zelda game that I had actually played. Wow. I didn't yeah, know that. I'm pretty sure that was my first... Pretty sure that was my first Zelda game. And then I went through uh, Ocarina 
And then I jumped to Breath of the Wild. I know we had established an order of which I should have played the games, but I couldn't hold off of Bre- from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so I, I don't blame you. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, that was my uh, my my thought my thoughts on uh, on Link's Awakening. I did enjoy watching you play through the game, though, because I mean, you and Mark both have um, more knowledge of of how to get through the game because you both had played it in the past. Especially Mark, I know Mark remembers a lot of things with like the the Zelda games, which always impresses me. Because even like if I were to try to help someone walk through Horizon, even though it's one of my favorite games, I would be struggling to remember yeah. some things so that always impresses me but it was a fun stream to watch as well i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah mark how about you i know this is one of your one of your more favorite yeah zelda games yeah so this is uh, i think we talked about it uh this is definitely a top five um for sure probably at five uh jen did play the correct route to playing uh zelda games by the way um <laughs> You really only need to play those two, and then you can play any other one whenever you want. There's no it like I recommend because uh, before I go on my thing about Link's Awakening, I just want to do a slight rant and tangent on that um, because both Ocarina and and Link to the Past um, provide you with enough of that kind of Zelda that you can play any kind of that kind of Zelda and understand it. Like playing the playing a link to the past, you can go back and play any of the 2Ds, including this one, um, and at least get the gist and sort of figure it out. Because um, a lot of them are very straightforward, except for Zelda 2. Um, but that was a whole different animal in terms of it was more RPG-like and and all that. And then playing Ocarina gives you the you know uh, the first foray into 3D, and you can play all the other 3D games. Um, but the difference between the 2D and 3D is, as Jen found out playing Link's Awakening. A lot of the 2Ds feel the same mm-hmm. um, and play similarly um, with just different things here and there. Like this one, since it was on the Game Boy, there were times when you would not have your sword out or not have your shield out, which is different. Um, so you have to learn that. Um, but what I learned playing this game uh, for the first time in a while, because I actually had this on my 3DS, which, again, had to take that out and dust it off. Um <laughs> And is that the remake spoiled me because Mm. this game doesn't look as good, doesn't play as good, obviously. Um, Those are the obvious ones that you take away. But just the quality of life stuff uh, with the with the remake is like amazing. (laughs) Like, I think I would have to amend my top five and say the remake of Link's Awakening is my number five Zelda game of all time. Mm. Not so much you know, the original one, mm-hmm. uh, just, it's just, it's probably like how I'll probably amend Wind Waker once I finally play the Wii U version, since nobody owned a Wii U. <laughs> um, but it's, this game is, is as Tom found out, is, is difficult in the sense that you have to remember what items do what, and on a Game Boy, none of it's color-coded. Um, unlike in the, um, in the remake, you know, the feather stands out by its color. The bag that you can do, you know, light the torches with, you can tell what it is. It just doesn't look like a black blob mm-hmm. on the screen. Um, so the quality of life upgrades to the remake is, is is what maybe I got to the second dungeon in this, basically around the place where Tom was um, a little bit after that on my playthrough. Um, but I like I had no desire to try and finish it. Um, 
It's just this game is probably what I like about it the most. And with you guys didn't get far enough to notice it is this game is weird as fuck. <laughs> no, I noticed that actually with the owls and the fact that there's a fish and an egg on top of a mountain. You're going around collecting instruments <laughs> yeah. and seashells. You got to wake up a fish. A guy, yeah, exactly. There's a guy that looks like Mar- Mario. Mario, yep. There, there's a Yoshi. There's a, you know, uh, what's it called? There's a Bow Wow. Oh, a Chain Chomp. A Chain Chomp. Yeah. Um, his name is Bow Wow. Yes, yes. Um... And it's just this whole mishmash. It's like an April Fool's joke of a game, kind well, of. Oh, are you going to finish the game? <laughs> no, no. I, I can say I will not. I already beat A, Link's, uh, a Link to the Past. So okay. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Tom, similar question before I say my next sentence. Um. Yeah, I mean, you could spoil it. It's a however 30 plus year old game. game. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's basically theoretically just a dream. Um, the entire game. Link's um, Awakening get it um so m night Shyamalan made this basically what happens is that (laughs) that whole island is link's imagination um is he high on drugs while he's having no it's that storm you see at the very beginning which looks much better in the remake Mm -hmm. um which for those of us that played the game were the reason we got very excited about that opening graphic because everybody's like is this a wind waker thing and as soon as I saw that ocean hitting the boat, I was like, oh, shit, it's Link's Awakening. Because it, it, that opening's very iconic. Yeah. And then they showed the egg. Um, the, yeah, the egg. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's essentially that. It's not so much it's a dream like like Mar- like um, U.S. Mario 2 is. But it's sort of like he gets knocked out on the boat, theoretically. He wakes the wind fish. Mm-hmm. And the wind fish lets them get off the island, which is then he wakes up in his boat. Right. Um, the thing is, if you play through it and don't die, which I died once in the remake and I'm so mad <laughs> and it was a stupid thing that I did, not anything the game did. Um, you get a special scene where, was it a dream? Ah. You see the girl that you met in the beginning the yeah. in like a, as like a ghost or something like that. Um, sort of thing. I think I got to look that up, but you do get a special scene with her at, at the very, very end. If you had not died at all in it that's cool um so yeah th- this game is still fun to go through even knowing knowing that twist because just just the references they make in it um to other nintendo properties which is what miyamoto and a lot of them like to do in this um and it's one of the rare games where miyamoto would let that happen until you know smash brothers where he would let mario references get in mm-hmm. um you know since he was producer of both essentially um so yeah, so my recommendation before we even get to the scores is if you're going to play this game, play the remake. Do not try to be a, I need to be an originalist and play the original. The remake is leaps and bounds better, and it's basically, it's the same exact story. Hmm. So Good to know. And on that note, I'm going to let you know why I liked it and didn't like it all at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> I played this game on stream, so I... I I feel like playing a game on stream, trying to figure things out is always a little more difficult just for the mere fact that you're not hundred percent paying attention to what's happening on screen. Um, and I was able to somewhat figure it out. It helped to have Mark there. He kind of guided me through some stuff. Um, but the, the biggest problem I had was switching between items. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Since this game was built for the Game Boy, which only had two buttons, um, you had to deal with 
you know, things not not be not being able to have four different items at one time, um, which sucks. <laughs> uh, and it it got old pretty fast, especially in like the dungeons where you had to concentrate and pay and pay attention to what's going on around you as opposed to your menu having to go in and out of it 16 times. Um, and yeah, that was, uh, quite annoying, especially in that first dungeon when I was still trying to figure everything out, but I eventually got it, figured it out. Um, it, it has a lot of interesting items like the jumping item, um, the feather and, uh, it has did it is it the power glove? I don't remember. Is it the same thing as as the No, as, it's it's like a wrist thing in this it's like a gauntlet or something in, in like the awakening. Usual it, Zelda type fare where you're it's, you, a, it's it's a glove, yeah. Right. Where you have to get something to be able to move rocks and things like that. Yeah. So And in this you have to get it to even lift pots. Right, which is annoying because you want to like lift the pots immediately and throw them around and get rid of them and break them and get all the stuff out of them. But can't quite, you can't do that at the beginning at least. Yeah. I forgot about that. Actually. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Cause I stood in front of the pots, like what the hell <laughs> I smash this thing. But yeah, um, I had fun with it. Uh, but I did get frustrated in the second dungeon with that boss. Cause he kind of can just do whatever he wants with you and you have no control over it, which is really annoying in my opinion. He kind of just runs up to you, throws you, and throws you down a hole, and you lose all kinds of uh, all all kinds of health and lives doing that. And I just was like, "All right, I can't, I can't do this anymore." So that's kind of where I stopped. I tried it like one more time, and I I just didn't get any better. So that's where I ended my playthrough of it. But it was enjoyable. It has good music. I I always like to try to bring up the music because you know. It could could bring people through a game like there's plenty yeah. of games that I've played that the music carried me through. So I do think it's pretty good, especially for a, a Game Boy game. The things they were able to do with the Game Boy chips to get it to sound that good mm-hmm. was pretty impressive. <sighs> but yeah, overall, I had a good time until that that son <laughs> of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, goofy, weird Zelda game that if you're going to play it, you should probably play the remake. Um, so let's get some scores. Jen, how about you? What, what's your score for, for this? Um, since I didn't hate it, and I, I don't remember what I gave A Link to the Past. I wish I remembered. Five. Yeah, totally it was a five. <laughs> I would give this, I'm going to give this a 3.5. Okay. Because I didn't, like you said, I, I liked it. It was a little frustrating, but it didn't make me angry. And that's all I can really ask for from that game since it reminded me so much of a link to the past. So 3.5 from me. Mark. Yeah. So, um, two scores. It's a, it's a four for this game, but the remake is a 4.5. Um, it's not, it's not completely perfect. Um, both of them. Um, there's, there's some major issues. The needing to use the starter select button or whatever it was to change items all the time is frustrating. Um, uh, but it, the remake, it, it makes it a lot easier and, and a lot more straightforward. Um, the only thing that stops it from being a perfect Zelda game is that, uh, especially in the remake, uh, the frame rate's not great, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're just out in the open cutting, like, weeds. Um, the frame rate takes a hit, so I can't give it a perfect score um, because 
the Switch doesn't have the limitations of the Super Nintendo, so there's no excuse for three to four enemies and some grass to slow the frame rate down to almost single digits um, at times, at least on the Super Nintendo when that would happen, too many enemies in frame and it would slow down until you killed a couple, made sense. Um, yep. So um, that, that that's my one big gripe with that game. But um, yeah, I, I recommend it if you're trying to get through all the Zeldas, um, you know, skip the original, play the remake. Yep. Uh, I agree with that statement. I am going to give this one a 3.5, though, just because there was a lot of frustrations in the menus and having how you have to go about switching things. And it just kind of got kind of got old quick for me. So it could have been higher, but I imagine if I played the remake, it would be a much higher score. So three and a half for the Game Boy version for me. Cool. All right, let us spin the wheel and find out what we're playing this week. Okay, uh, we're playing Final Fantasy VIII for the PlayStation. Nice. So I've never played Final Fantasy VIII, as dumb as that sounds. Uh, I got so into Final Fantasy VII that I was afraid to play any other Final Fantasy after that, until about thirteen. So not I know it's not great memories for probably people in the room outside of me, but um, I I officially beat FF8 uh, while uh, waiting for my power to go out because of Sandy. <laughs> so that's my memory link to that game. Um, well, just, just to let you know why I don't consider it one of my favorite fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can make some new memories and they'll yeah. be better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. try that. Yeah, so, and this is one of the things where I actually own the original disc and beat it on my PS3. Um, so, but I'll probably emulate it or, or play one of the, I think I might have bought it for PC. Oh, look, but either way, um, I can't wait for mon- for this evening. Sorry, forgot this airs on Monday now when we record it. <laughs> um, just uh, one quick question in the podcast, and I'll bring it up again on, on stream, Tom. Okay. Uh, do you want to learn how to break the game or just play it? Um, maybe towards the end of the stream, you can tell me how to break it, but I, I kind of, for a stream, I kind of want to play it straight. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll play it straight. What I'll do is I'll explain how to break the game more than having you do it because it's, it's, it's kind of boring, but, okay. uh, yeah, so we'll do that. We'll make that deal. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you while explaining to you how to actually play the game, the ways it can be broken. Okay. So. Sounds God good. bless the junction system. <laughs> and then Jen can break it if she wants. Sweet. Yeah. Can't wait. Yes, it makes it much easier once you break it. Okay. <laughs> That's all you got to tell me. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's it's been busy around around these parts the last few weeks. Uh, Mark, you want to let everybody know about Stranger Damies and, our, and yeah. where to see it and everything else? So uh, Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast. Um, episodes air on our our podcast channels um, every other Wednesday with uh, interstitials in the middle, which are either interviews, email questions, um, me going over a big thing that happened in an episode previous, you know, just sort of like behind the scenes stuff, um, little extra content for the fans. Um, we air our sessions complete live uh, on Sundays um, or, or like every other Sunday, which we would have done one. Our third session would have aired 
uh, yesterday on uh, twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. Um, and so we'll just look at the date on the podcast when you download this um, and just go two weeks from the day before it. And that's when the next session will air. Um, we always do it at noon. Um, so be there. Um, we'll have the chat up and you guys can chat in there. Um, we're probably not going to answer questions during um, the episode, but we do take a break in the middle of the two episodes we record and we can answer your questions and chat with you for the five, 10 minute break we take um, between. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, the two biggest things I want to stress for Stranger Damies is um, I would love if you could um, send questions to the, um, the Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, Instagram is at Stranger Damies as well with the hashtag uh, uh, Stranger Damies so that I could have a Q&A episode at some point um, with the community. So do that. And also send any fan art over and we'll put it on the Instagram um, for anything. So um, two most important things with that. Um, then we have They Call This Movie. It's our movie podcast. airs every Thursday. Um, you can find us wherever your podcast, including Spreaker. Um, we're at the main Damie on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then maindamie.com is where everything lives, all podcasts, all writing. Um, just one-stop shop for everything we do. Um, just head on over there. And, um, yeah, yeah, you, you can, if you like listening to podcasts in a browser, it's the perfect spot. Or if, uh, you just want to get a, a sample of a, some, one of the other podcasts without actually, without actually downloading it into your, uh, podcast app. Um, you can you can listen on over there. So, uh, uh, Jen, what's that streaming schedule look like? So, um, as we've already mentioned, Monday is today when you are listening to this. So we are playing Retro Roulette tonight. Um, then Tuesday is always our day off, which is nice because we usually stream pretty much every single day, um, except for Tuesdays for the most part. Um, Wednesday has now become Apex After Dark for the three of us play Apex Legends, and we're trying really hard to get better at it. Um, I think we've mastered, not mastered, I think we understand the basics of the game. We just have to get better at remembering the weapons and all that stuff. So if you want to either help us out or yell at us, whatever you feel the need to do, you can join us on Wednesdays for Apex. And, um, and you can also send those uh, uh, anger reactions to at the Aquino 122 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally us on Twitter. Um, Thursday is uh, are we are we thinking that what are we doing about the Thursday stream? Well, um, I think I'll leave it up to you to to talk about it. By the time you hear this, be on the um, it may already be done. <laughs> it may not. Um, she's going to ask on the Saturday stream, which is two days before this airs, yep. um, whether the community would want me to finish. Um, uh, uh, trails in the sky um, on Sunday instead of FMV Sunday. Right. Um, just because I had internet issues, I was getting one or less upload, yeah. um, which made it impossible to stream. Um, I would rather give you good quality streams than streaming 480, um, especially for the finale of this, which it will be um, the finale. Um, <laughs> we do it Sunday. We can start it earlier, you know, since it is a weekend um, than we would on Thursdays. But I will be fine if everybody just wants to wait till Thursdays and they want to continue Contradiction Spot the Liar. Um, so 
Um, not that this matters to anybody listening to this podcast, <laughs> but if you notice that there is a new game on Thursday, then we already finished. Um, then we already finished Trails Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And um, you might be in the middle of the poll for the next game we're playing on Thursday when this episode drops. Yeah. So be sure to go over to uh, Game Ball Pod uh, to vote on that. Yes, please. Yeah, so stay tuned for what Thursdays are going to become. But again, it was Trails in the Sky, Trails Thursdays. Um, then Fridays and Saturdays, they were Friday Fright Set Fest and Saturday Scream Stream. Um, but now most likely will be um, Monster Hunter World, at least maybe most of the time. Um, because again, this isn't a game where I can see myself playing solo. So if for whatever reason I can't you know, jump on with, with Jonathan or anybody else that might have the game, then maybe I'll go back to Dead by Daylight. But um, we'll always let you guys know on our Twitter account anyway what we are going to be playing and when we're going live. So that's always the best place to find any kind of news on the podcast in general. Um, and then Sunday, as Mark just mentioned, is FMV Sundays. Currently, we're playing Contradiction Spot the Liar. We'll probably have another stream or two with that game, depending on how quickly we can spot the lies. Yep. And then we'll move on to another FMV game. So it's been really fun playing those games. If you guys have no idea what an FMV game is, you just have to check us out. Um, we're playing a very good one right now. It's it's very fun. If you like murder mysteries, this might be right up your alley, too. Um, but yeah, it's been a good time. But that's that's our stream schedule. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, just make sure you keep your eyes peeled on Twitter for any changes, updates, any anything we uh, we do. We do. We will mention there before we do it. Yep. And bef- before we get out of here, I just want to mention that we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. Um if you need any retro hardware, cables, controllers, power supplies, anything like that, feel free to go check them out through the link in our description. Uh, anytime you use that link, it gives us and purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and it helps make these streams better. Uh, and it and it definitely is appreciated. Also, if you're over on our Twitch channel and you have a Prime Gaming uh, sub that you are not using. It would be greatly appreciated if you threw that our way as well. Um, any any little bit helps in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But I think that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, I hope you all are staying safe and being nice to each other. And for Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>